Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Welcome back to part two of Women of the Bible. Today we're going to explore the life of Hagar, the Egyptian handmaid of Sarah. And as we're introduced to Hagar in Genesis 16, we find that Abraham and Sarah had been married many, many years, and Sarah continued to be barren. And she was looking at the promise that God had given Abraham, her husband, that his descendants would be great, and he would make him a father of many nations. One problem, Abraham didn't have an heir. So Sarah is thinking, I may need a little help. So as it was common practice during that time, she decided that it was necessary to give her handmaid to her husband as a wife so that she could bear an heir. And I was thinking, what was going through Hagar's mind at this time? You know, Hagar was a servant, so she really didn't have a voice in the matter. Although she could have said, you know, is your God good with this? You know, um, but I don't think servants should really be speaking to their masters in that way. But um, and Sarah didn't seem to have a problem with it. And as she discussed it with Abraham, he didn't have a problem with it. And there was no uh, thought of maybe having a conversation with God about this to see if this would be something that fit into his plan. So let's go back to what. Hagar must be thinking at this time. Can you imagine the thoughts going through her head, how all this would work out? I mean, I think about the bad. You know, this would be a major strain put on her relationship with Sarah. Um, the good would be she would be elevated to the position of a wife to Abraham. The ugly jealousy is never pretty. I think we can all agree on that. Now, like I said, you know, Abraham and Sarah, they were not trusting God. They weren't even praying about the situation. It just all came about. And Abraham went in to Hagar, and the plan worked. And Hagar conceived. And when Sarah learned that Hagar was pregnant, the scriptures tells us that Sarah was despised in the eyes of Hagar. So as soon as Hagar became pregnant, her position elevated, and she had no use for Sarah. As you can imagine, Sarah was not happy about this change of status with Hagar, and she dealt very harsh with her to the point that Hagar fled. And verses 7 and 8 tell us, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, whence camest thou? Whither wilt thou go? God knew her name and who she was. Can you imagine? The word does not tell us that she called out to him, but he knew and heard what had happened. I don't think she expected that. But she did answer him, and she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. So she's having this conversation with God, and I'm still in awe that God called her by name and knew who she was and asked her a question. What are you doing? You know, that would get your attention. But he directed her in verses 9 through 12, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. Behold, thou art with child, 
and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Wow. This is a, a moment when you're reading your Bible that you are just amazed at how God interacts back up. We're just amazed at how God interacts with people. And we're not told whether or not Hagar had a relationship with God, but we're not told either that she's continued her worship of idols. So we really don't know her relationship with God, but God had compassion for her and what had come about in this situation. And he wanted to help her. He wanted to assure her that her son would have a future. And Hagar called the name of the Lord that spake unto her. Now, God seeth me. And she continued to say, Have I also here looked after, seen him that seeth me? And the name of the well was thereafter called Berlahaya And I may not be pronouncing that correctly. I apologize for those that, that know the pronunciation of these, these words. Now, God seeth. I mean, there's times in our life especially in those lonely times, those painful times, because you don't feel like anyone sees you. And for God to call you by name and to communicate with you, it's a blessing like none other. And the beautiful thing here is after this conversation, Hagar obeys him and returns to Abraham and Sarah, and she gives birth to a son. And Abraham at age 86 named his son Ishmael. So Hagar had to tell Abraham, about her encounter with God and what he had said. He, he gave her the child's name and told her about his future. When you stop to think about it, Abraham and Sarah was not really in communication with God during all this. So maybe Hagar was the only one hearing God's voice. So Sarah and Abraham had moved forward with this plan without talking to God or trusting that he would provide an heir. They actually believed that Ishmael would be the heir God would bless him, and, and it would come to pass that Abraham would become the father of many nations through Ishmael. And after 13 years, everything changed for Hagar and her son Ishmael. God appeared to Abraham and conveyed to him in chapter 17. Now, I like how he started this conversation with Abraham. He told him, I am the Almighty God. God also informed Abraham that he had heard his prayers for Ishmael. And he would bless him, and he would make him fruitful, and multiply him exceedingly with 12 sons. God would make him a great nation. A year later, Sarah gave birth to Isaac. And at the feast celebrating the weaning of Isaac from Sarah, Sarah saw that Ishmael, like his mother Hagar, mocked Isaac. And after 14 long years dealing with the situation, a situation that she had created, she was done. She demanded that Abraham cast both Ishmael and his mother out of their camp, out of their family, that Ishmael would not be an heir with her son Isaac. At this time, Abraham consults with God about what he should do. I'm sure he was torn, casting his son out. So he went to God in prayer, and God agreed with Sarah, but told him, you know, as I've told you before, Ishmael would be blessed. He would have 12 sons, and he would make him a nation because he was a seed of Abraham, but he was not 
the child of promise. So early the next morning, Abraham obeyed God. He gave Hagar bread and a bottle of water and sent her and his firstborn son, Ishmael, on their way. When you think about this, Hagar had no idea where to go, even how to get there. So she's wandering in the wilderness with a son, and she has bread and a little water, and time went by, and the water ran out. It got weaker and weaker, and she places her son under a under a shrub, and she sent away off from him and cried out, let me not see the death of this child. And the word tells us that she moved over against him, and she lifted up her voice and wept. And this was odd, I'm sure, for Hagar, because Ishmael was the firstborn child. And in Abraham's culture, the firstborn child received the blessing. The firstborn child received the inheritance. He ran the family. And here Ishmael had been cast out. I mean, looking at it in today's terms, the fact that he cast him out more or less said, you know, I'm not going to have a relationship with this, my son. It's terrible. It's terrible for Ishmael, and it's terrible for a mother to watch this happen. So she's very distraught. She's not remembering what God told her, that Ishmael would, would be a wild man. He would make him a great nation. And I'm sure that Abraham shared with her that he would have sons. So the future was sent by God. But during this time where you're at your wit's end and you don't know how to feed your child, you don't know you don't know where any water is, what do you do? She's weeping. But God heard the voice of Ishmael. He was probably groaning. He was probably not feeling well. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the child, and hold him in thine hand. I will make him a great nation. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I not only see you, but I'll provide for you. You're not alone in this. And isn't that how God works? When we think we're at the end of the line and there's no answers and there's no options and it looks very bleak but God's always on time he steps in it may not be in the way that we would like for it to be or we've imagined it to be but it's the way he feels is necessary for your life and it's beautiful so God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water she went and she filled the bottle and she gave it to Ishmael. And the scripture tells us that God continued to be with Ishmael as he grew. And he lived in the wilderness and he became a great archer, a great hunter. And when he became of age, Hagar took him a wife out of the land that she was from, that being Egypt, which was a land of idols and worldliness. Ishmael, Abraham's first son, he became the beginning of the Ishmaelites and Arab peoples from where Muhammad came from, and Muhammad is the founder of Islam. They don't believe that Jesus was the son. They believe he was a prophet. And as it is today, the nation that came from Ishmael hates Israel, and they're against each other. Israel would make peace with them, but they want Israel to be wiped off the map. And 
God's not going to have that. So this situation that Sarah created with Hagar and her son Ishmael and Abraham had future impact. It's going to have an impact through the end of the age. When we try to help God, we get in his way. There's consequences to those actions. They're not always good. Hagar had a son she loved dearly. He became a great nation with 12 sons. She was a blessed woman, but there was a lot of pain that came from that. A lot of pain. Emotions that are hard to deal with as a child and as the mother of a child as you go through that. But God saw, God saw her. Yeah, he knew who she was. He told her the future so that that would give her a hope. And when she had nowhere to turn, no one to help her, she lifted her voice and she wept. And God heard her and her son. And he continued to be with Ishmael. He's a good God. We need to let him be a part of our lives. I like that he said that he was with him as he grew and he lived in the wilderness that he was with him. And he's with us. We only have to, to, to invite him into every moment of every day. And when we find ourselves all alone in pain and disappointment, when we call out to God, he's there. He sees us. He hears us. He knows our pain. He knows what we need. And he will provide. Here he provides exactly what Hagar needs when she needs it. And she is an Egyptian handmaid. And on Hebrew in the Old Testament, and he saw her. And uh, I love The Chosen, and I hope you guys have had an opportunity to watch it. But there was an episode in it where one of the uh, Jewish priests walked through his door, and there was a sign above the door that made reference that God saw Hagar. And that left a major impact on it. It was confirmation, you know, God sees all that. And he cares. He cares for us individually. And that gives us hope today that he sees us. He knows who we are. The Bible tells us he knows the number of hairs on our head. That's, that's a lot of knowing us. So walk away with this. Um, look into Hagar's life and knowing that we serve a mighty God that loves you and wants to be part of your life and wants to guide and direct you. Be there for the good times and the bad times. He'll never leave you. And he's given us a promise of eternity. So thank you for joining me today. And I hope you'll come back when we get into the next woman of the Bible. And until then, please know that Jesus loves you. He sees you. He knows who you are. And he will provide for you. The Find and the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.